All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are going to be talking about Polite Society, a little movie that I really wish more people would go out and see. And that's why I decided to squeeze this episode in. I've got Megan Kearns from Spoiler Piece Theater joining me for this one. And, uh, you know, we'll get to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, you know, next week, most likely, or sometime soon. This movie, I wanted to kind of give a little extra spotlight to. Obviously, we'll get into spoilers and all that, but you should go see the movie because it's great. And based on my conversations with people online, everybody seems to be seeing it in an empty theater. That's how it was for me, and I don't know. I don't really know if it's not getting marketed or promoted or whatnot, or people just aren't interested, but it's a really fun film. Go see it, and hopefully you enjoy this conversation about some of the films that might have inspired it. Before we get to the conversation, I do want to remind you, of course, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together, wherever it is that you're listening right now. And of course, we're on all the major podcast apps. You could also follow me on social media at PiecingPod. I've been using Instagram a lot more lately, so uh, check me out over there. I'm starting to build that up, but I'm, of course, on Twitter, like 24-7, which is a really stupid thing for me to do. But that's where you can find me most of the time. I also have the Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. So join us over there. Some really fun movie conversations. And last but not least, do not forget, we have a Patreon. And right now is like the best time to sign up for the Patreon. If, you, if you've been listening to Piecing It Together for a while and you really like what I do here on the show, and maybe you've checked out some of the other things I do, like Awesome Movies, year or my music career check it out we've got a lot of great content there's like four or five advanced episodes of piecing it together at the moment we i think today when this goes up we'll be posting a brand new awesome movie year bonus episode on there and i'm currently prepping for release three soundtrack albums from films that i scored that will be up on the patreon in the next few weeks so i uh, Lots of content hitting that Patreon, and that doesn't even count what I'm planning for 2024. A lot of stuff. So anyway, check it out. It's patreon.com slash by David Rosen, the produced by David Rosen Patreon that combines all the content from all these places. So check it out, and let's talk about Polite Society. All right, let's talk about Polite Society. Megan Kearns from Spoiler Peace Theater is with us. Megan, how are you doing? I'm great, David. How are you? I am great. I am excited to talk about this movie. As we talked about a little bit before we, uh, you know, got to this conversation, uh, not enough people are seeing this movie. So hopefully, you know, hopefully a couple of listeners of this show will actually go out and and check it out. I, I think we all just need to do our parts and push people to the theater because like, it's such a fun movie. Agreed. I love it. Yeah. So before we get to it, though, too much, it is your first time on the show. Uh, tell my listeners a little about you and what you do. Sure, I'd be happy to. So I am a film critic and a podcaster. I co-host the weekly film podcast, Spoiler Piece Theater, where we don't care about spoilers. We just want to talk about movies. Um, I do that with my co-hosts, Evan and Dave. And I also write film reviews for Edge Media Network, a queer website. And yeah, and I've been a film critic for and writer for many years. So, and I love movies and I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm very happy to have you on the show. And uh, 
I think this is an interesting movie to talk about in our whole puzzle pieces format because I think in, in a lot of ways it kind of wears its like inspirations <laughs> on its sleeve, but at the same yes. time, I think it does some pretty interesting and fun stuff with them. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll get into a lot of that as we're going along. I, I do want to ask, was this a movie that just kind of came out of nowhere for you? Because it certainly was for me. Like I hadn't heard much about it. Maybe that's why no one's seeing it, but you know, maybe it's just <laughs> not getting pushed very hard, but it's just one of those things that like, you know, we're obviously online constantly. And so I, I'm seeing other podcasters and stuff talk about it. But mm -hmm. as far as like any kind of uh, general knowledge of it, I saw the trailer a few times and that was basically it. Yeah, so I saw it for the first, I've seen it twice now, and I saw it for the first time back in January at Sundance, and I had heard of it before it premiered at Sundance. Uh, okay. I had heard that there was a wedding heist comedy that was feminist that was coming, and I was very excited, and I'm, I always try to keep abreast of indie films and women-directed films, so this was definitely on my radar, so when... I heard that it, you know, when it did come to Sundance, I was like, this was one of the top films that I had to see. And I'm so glad I did. And it's one that has stayed with me. And then when I saw it again in the theaters to revisit it, it was still a delight. So, yes. Yeah, so there's not definitely not enough buzz about it, um, which is unfortunate. But yes, it had had been on my radar for for a bit. Right on. Yeah. And I mean, it's good that people are kind of banging the drum for it because yes. uh, it it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be a word of mouth, maybe like a long, long term grower. But uh, I guess we'll see what happens with that. But let's start getting into some puzzle pieces here. What do you have for your first piece? Well, my first piece is I feel like this is a cheat because like, as you're saying, you know, this this film really does wear its, its you know, references and illusions and its inspirations on its sleeve. And also uh, the director, Nita Manzor, also said that this was one of her inspirations for the film. And that's Crouching nice. Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which is sure. also uh, the poster for the film is also in um, Rhea's bedroom, the protagonist. And yeah, sure. I mean, this I love Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, another amazing action film feminist action film that I love that focuses on three women. And very similarly, this focuses on the relationship between the sisters and Rhea and her friends. And it's just like their Pakistani British um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon obviously is focusing on East Asian uh, actors and characters. And there's fight sequences that are great and very riveting to watch. So that is that is definitely my first puzzle piece. Yeah, no, great one to kick it off with. And yeah, I mean, both movies, like so many uh, tones, so many like reference points from like different genres kind of getting blended together into like uh, just this stew of like exciting visual flair and yes. interesting things to watch. Like there's there's so much going on in this movie and something like that's going to kind of come up in a lot of my puzzle pieces. I feel like a lot of them kind of focus mostly on the central relationship of the characters, not all of them, but mm -hmm. a lot of them. And I think that that is like kind of the main thing, even though it's an action movie, even though it's like kind of a heist movie, like you said, and, and you know, it's a wedding thing. And like, th there's a lot of other things going on. I think that centrally relationship uh, uh, between Rhea and her friends is, and then also Rhea and her sister mm -hmm. are 
like the things that really drive the movie and the thing that that make it stick and so uh yeah that's going to come up a lot in my pieces and definitely uh for crouching tiger hidden dragon as a, a great way to kick it off with that and also referencing the action and a lot of that like kind of over the top visuals of it all i will mm-hmm. just jump right on top and go to Really, you could say the films of Edgar Wright, but specifically Scott Pilgrim versus the world for my first puzzle piece here. Um, Over the top, heavily stylized action, a lot of like pop culture referencing comedy and a lot of uh, very, very snappy dialogue, very uh, clever, cute characters who are just totally on top of their game at every second, even as they're kind of also losing their game at every <laughs> second too. Uh, Rhea is a, a great character. And like, that's like my favorite thing about the movie is Rhea. And it's wild that this is her first feature. Like right? when I read that, I just, that kind of blew my mind. I mean, I know she's, I think done a little TV and, and shorts and stuff like that, but her first feature that is wild. Cause she just, commands this presence of this this film and like really just sells this kind of character who is just so uh like such a goof um (laughs) but so like sure of herself at the same time and like just thrusts herself into every situation it's wild and uh she does such a great job of that and uh like i said the films of edgar wright i would also maybe throw a little hot fuzz because of the uh kind of secret society Mm -hmm. type thing that we got going on with the uh the family that her sister is marrying into uh which by the way yes spoiler away uh on the show so (laughs) I feel like it's hard to not spoil certain facets of this film. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to because yes. there's a lot that is kind of shrouded in mystery throughout most of the movie. And uh, in order to discuss any of that stuff, you kind of have to go there. You know? Totally. So, uh, yeah, but Scott Pilgrim versus the world, my first piece. What do you got for your next one? That's such a great one. And I can't believe I didn't think of that. Like, that's just oh, right such on. a great, obvious one. Um, my second piece is staying in the action vein um, is Kill Bill, um, which, sure. again, was another film that Nina said that she was inspired by. But aside from that, that was the vibe I got right off the bat just because of the chapters and how stylized mm-hmm. the chapter titles are and the font and the design of them, as well as kind of the brass score, which is very reminiscent of the Green Hornet TV series theme in Kill Bill that's happening here in polite society and which of course Kill Bill is inspired by Lady Snowblood so which itself is an homage so I love that this is kind of an homage to an homage um but yeah and again the you know being female centric again the really striking visuals and action sequences and very stylized and again filled with pop culture references so yes that is my next piece. Another great action Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so good. And I would say Scott Pilgrim inspired by Kill Bill as well. So, I mean, this is all yes. kind of going <laughs> in on each other in a way, but right. uh, yeah, I, I think that that's a, uh, that's a great one to bring here. And yeah, you're so right about the soundtrack, the soundtrack almost more than anything, even though it is, you know, over the top stylized action. And that is a definite reference point. I think the soundtrack is so inspired by, uh, you know, that soundtrack, all the brass, mm-hmm. like you were saying, like. Like it, it really definitely feels like it's uh, going for that same vibe there with the music. So yeah, yeah. great one there. Uh, <laughs> I I just said you know Scott Pilgrim is probably in, inspired by Kill Bill. I'm gonna go with another one that was probably inspired by Kill Bill for my <laughs> next puzzle piece. Uh, Birds of Prey 
the uh, yes! the DC superhero <laughs> team up movie. Uh, of course, Harley Quinn and all of her uh, super powered girls that all get together with, again, a central theme of that friendship that, yes, there's all this stylized action and violence mm -hmm. and craziness going on in that movie. But when it comes down to it, it's this team, the Birds of Prey, and like they're you know, they all matter to each other more than anything going on in their own personal lives or any of the superhero action going on around them that they have to like deal with. Like first and foremost, it's that sisterhood, it's that mm -hmm. friendship. And uh, I think that makes it a great companion piece here in a way. I agree. And I'm so excited that you brought up Birds of Prey because I love Birds of Prey so much. It's such a fun it's film. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's so visually stunning. It's so fun. It's just a joy and a delight to watch, which is exactly what this is. Even though there's many differences, of course, narratively, it's still got that kind of, you know, frenetic energy going that is just such a fun vibe. So I, I just, I love that you mentioned Birds of Prey because it's so good. Awesome. Awesome. You know, I, I hadn't thought about this before, but, you know, with Rhea being like, uh, you know, obsessed with being a stunt woman, I bet she loves Birds of Prey, the character. Oh, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> seems like a Rhea movie for sure. Right, so. right. I know. And even when she's <laughs> writing her fan letters, her fan emails to uh, the stunt woman who is her idol, she's like, you might be doing, you know, a Marvel or a Star Wars, and this, <laughs> which I love that she says a Star Wars and not Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And of course, Birds of Prey is DC, but I kind of like that still, you know, in in that superhero yeah. vein. <laughs> yeah. And I like it. Isn't, if I remember correctly, wasn't the, uh, the, the stunt woman, wasn't she actually doing a Marvel? Like that's why she wasn't writing back. Like I think mm -hmm. in her letter at the end. So yeah. 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 She's, she's doing a Marvel. Yeah. And she's a real, <laughs> like she's an actual stunt woman. Like she's been a stunt yeah. woman for decades and, you know, for huge names like Angelina Jolie and many other actresses. So yeah. So I think that I love that, that she's like, yeah, I was doing a Marvel. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you got for your next one? So my next one is now I have to say upfront that I, I am ashamed to say I am not into Bollywood films, not because I don't want to be, mm -hmm. but I just, they're, they're a weak spot in my, my film watching, but yeah. I think it's very clear that, I mean, this was inspired by Bollywood. There's a Bollywood dance scene in the middle of the film, like during the wedding. Sure. Uh, but the Bollywood film that I think it actually takes inspiration from is Devdas, uh, which is the song that's from that film is Mar Dala. And Rhea's doing a dance routine to that. And I watched a video of that of that dance routine from the film Dev does and she the dress that the woman is wearing is the exact almost the exact same dress as what Rhea's wearing when she's doing her routine like the same green and gold and oh, I was wow. like well there we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I'm glad that you're bringing this one up because yeah that is also a little bit of a blind spot for me and uh the the fact that she wears that dress I mean it's clear that there's a lot of Bollywood influence in yes. uh, some of the the music the action sequences the uh you know costuming and mm -hmm. so you know it definitely needs to be a part of the conversation so I'm glad you brought that one in there that's great Oh, good, good. Yeah. I also love that with Rhea's dance, like she's also incorporating a lot of fight motions, like especially at the sure. end. You know, I, I just love that she's incorporating that into a Bollywood dance. So like, like her fists clenched and other action moves. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I will go with this is a, a recent one, but I felt uh, like I would include it anyway. Uh, I'm going to go with Turning Red, the uh, oh! recent Pixar movie. Um, like I was just saying how much I, I love Rhea as a character mm -hmm. and she reminds me so much like one of 
the group of friends in, at the center of turning red. Like there's such, obviously that's, you know, an animated movie. So they're a little bit more overly animated than a live mm -hmm. action film, but they're like such like rabid little weirdos, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> like she kind of is too. Yes, yes. And uh, so I, it definitely just reminded me of the kind of girls and also Rhea's friend group. They're also like all just such little oddballs, you know, and uh, they are a lot <laughs> of fun are. to watch. And yes. That, like I said, is like kind of the central uh, thing of the movie is just their their friendship and their relationship and how they they really have each other's backs, even though, uh, you know, they kind of are getting lost in these situations in a way. But they they come out on top. And mm -hmm. uh, again, that just reminded me a lot of uh, the friend group at the center of Turning Red, even though they're both very different movies otherwise. Right, right. Well, no, both at, at the core of both of them are that camaraderie and that friendship. And, you know, Rhea is a teen girl and uh, the protagonist of Turning Red, you know, she's, uh, you know, obviously a teen, the allegory for turning into a red panda. Sure. So, yeah, no, I think the parallels are there. I think it, I think it works really nicely. <laughs> awesome. What do you got for your next one? Okay. My next one, veering away from the action uh, realm, my next one, I kind of did them both together, but I can I say two or should I separate them? Because I think of them Let's in tandem. Let's do it. You could do two. Okay. Do two. I think of them in tandem with each other. Uh, Pride and Prejudice and Little Women. Um, okay. Because for each of them, they're giving commentary on social norms for girls and women, the expectations to get married which is very much happening in uh, Rhea and Lena's family and how excited her parents are that she's finally getting married, even though she, Lena mm -hmm. herself is pretty young. Uh, the sisterly bonds and very, especially in Little Women, thinking about the character of Joe and how she wants to focus on her career and she doesn't want to get married, which is very divergent from the way her older sister Meg wants to get married. I was thinking very much along the lines of Rhea and Lena and how Rhea's like, no, no, you need to be an artist. And Lena's like, no, I'm done with that. That was the fake sure. me. This is the real me now that I'm getting married and focused on marriage. And so it just it very much reminded me of both of those uh, books and films. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's funny, like you know, this movie is like this big over the top action movie, but at the same time, there is that, you know, a lot of, a lot of that is there for sure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, little women, a great example of that for sure. And pride and prejudice also works for that. But, uh, yeah, I mean that, that, that sisterly bond and, and her thinking she knows what's best for the sister, but yes. like, it's kind of, you know, that, yeah, that, that's a great one. I like that a lot. And, uh, I think that's a great piece to include. <laughs> Let's see. What am I going to go? I'm going to go with Get Out for my next one. Um, nice. <laughs> that's kind of good parallel here to that. You know, again, that that person who, you know, is is going to be marrying into this family. And in in this case, it's the sister knows right away from the get go. Like this is there's something off here. This is a bad idea. Yep. Don't do it. But it's not going to listen. Whereas in <laughs> Get Out, it's Lil Ray Howery. And, uh, you know, and he's he's great. He's always great, whatever so he's good. in. But, um, you know, the, of course, you know, the sister turns out to be right. There's some evil, weird, creepy shit going on. And <laughs> Lil Ray Howery was right in Get Out. So there was some creepy, weird, evil shit going on. So, uh, yeah, both of them have exactly that same thing going on. Mm hmm. That yeah, that's definitely a good one. Yeah, especially for families that everything seems to be so too perfect, too nice from the outside. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What do you got next? Okay, my next one is 
Well, thinking along those lines, because I, I'm kind of, I'm like, where do I go from here? I'm also <laughs> thinking of kind of along those lines of Get Out, that things are not as they appear, that the surface appears too good to be true, but there's a lot more sinister, insidious, nefarious machinations going on. I sure. also think of Stepford Wives, which, of course, yes. Rhea also makes a reference to Stepford Wives when she's talking to Lena about, you know, and I love, by the way, I love that one of the reasons Rhea knows something is awry is because Lena's wearing cardigans. <laughs> like, and I love that. And she tells her friends, she's like, she's wearing cardigans. And I just, it's like so funny. And also when... um I when the fiance when he says like well you know Lena's really kind and she's like you're not kind you're arrogant like I love that <laughs> but yes definitely Stepford Wives and how um how Lena now wants to abandon her career and become oh you know a wife and focus on that and focus on her husband to be and also I kind of got the vibe in in polite society that I mean. Part of me is like this, it may be too fun and fluffy for this, but also I got kind of like a sense, like it's a little bit of a commentary that you shouldn't have to give up your art and your dreams in order to, you know, quote unquote, settle down or to get married or anything like that. Like your partner will support you rather than, you know, having you give up those core parts of yourself. Sure. Yeah. I, I think that this movie interestingly comes from maybe a time kind of that like where people already know that and like, you know, it doesn't need to spend as much time on <laughs> right, it, you know, right. whereas, you know, the step for wise was like revolutionary for its time, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I actually haven't seen it in years and I happen to be rewatching it for a podcast in like three weeks, two, three nice. weeks now. So, uh, I'm looking forward to revisiting that, but, uh, yeah, that was on my list as well. I, I definitely thought of that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great one to include here and, uh, definitely, you know, with, with, what that family is that she's marrying into it fits so perfectly so yes. uh yeah great one um i'm gonna go with one that maybe is a little out of left field but uh, Ooh, I, I have i have my reasonings here uh, i'm gonna go with wayne's world for my next puzzle oh piece here. so <laughs> here's the thing that's amazing okay so here, here's the thing. And, and I guess in a way you could even go with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for this as well. So mm. here's the thing. Both of these movies, all three of these movies, uh, you know, they kind of have stonery kind of vibes to them. But at the same time, they're not they're not smoking weed. They're not drunk. They just are kind of goofy characters, you know, and Rhea and her buddies are just kind of they're silly. They're kind of ridiculous. You know, they they just have this great little fun friendship and they feel kind of stonery, but they're not like they're, they're just kind of like fun loving, you know, high on life kind of kids, you know? <laughs> and that's kind of the thing that I, I love about, you know, Wayne's world. Like they're not like, they're not like burnouts or anything, even though we kind of associate like, because it's rock music and all that, like they're just kind of hanging out and just having fun. And that's all there is to it. They're not like actually, uh, you know, getting trashed or anything like that. <laughs> so th that's that's where my connection comes with uh, the friendship and and just like the kind of goofballs that they are, like Wayne and Garth. Yeah, Bill and that's, Ted. that's such a good one, and I love that it's so eccentric. Especially, I feel like especially Bill and Ted because there's such a sweetness to both of those characters as yeah. well as you know to their friendship. So no, I, 
I think you made a good case for it, even though at first it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, I mean, you know, we, we we're just saying about how like, you know, Priya uh, Kansara, this is her first role. Like, I mean, yes. maybe that's, you know, maybe like a straight up buddy comedy type thing. Like maybe that's like a thing that comes next. Like, I, I'm very interested to see what she ends up doing. Her sister, uh, the actress that plays her, Ritu uh, Arya, she's great, mm -hmm. too. And maybe yes. put them together in something else. I agree. Yeah. Yep, they have a really great rapport. Absolutely. What do you got next? Well, speaking of sisterly rapport, the, that ties in, dovetails nicely into my next film, which is A League of Their Own, um, okay. which it feels a little also kind of in out of left field. But yeah, but I was thinking about how Rhea and Lena fight during the movie, like actually physically fight as well as sp verbally spar. And it kind of reminded me of the rivalry between uh, Dottie and Kit in A League of Their Own, but also the focus on physical activity and how Rhea is so into being a stuntwoman and does her videos and, and practices. And also how there's, again, female friendship and the camaraderie between the sisters as well as all of the uh, other friends. And also how Kit very much wants an unconventional life and she wants to focus on her career and her dream of being a baseball player, whereas Dottie is the more reticent one who wants a more domestic, conventional life being, you know, a wife. And Kit really has to convince her. And so I kind of got that vibe with Rhea trying to convince Lena, like, no, this is not you. This is not really okay. You have to get sure. out of this. So. Right on. Yeah, no, that's not one that I had thought of, but um, I, I think that's great. And yeah, again, like, just a great camaraderie between those friends and mm -hmm. like how they all kind of bring the best out of each other in the long run, even with, you know, everything they go through in, in the process of that. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, good one right there. I like that. <laughs> I will go back to the action again for my next yeah, puzzle piece do it. and, uh, more superhero action. Let's go with kick ass for my next one. Ah, um, okay. <laughs> Again, just, you know, with Rhea, you know, I, I, uh, I'm not making fun of her. I, I, like, I think she's great, you know, but just <laughs> this kind of, she's just so great. But this unfounded overconfidence that she has reminded me so much <laughs> of the characters in Kick-Ass. They kind of like will themselves into being superheroes, even though like they don't really have any, uh, you know, reason to think that they were going to be able to be good at it. They just, they just are <laughs> like, they just go for it and it works out, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, Rhea, you know, she's just, I'm going to be able to kick ass and sure enough, she kicks ass. So <laughs> that she does yeah. <laughs> through sheer willpower. She is the fury. <laughs> Absolutely. She is the fury for sure. <laughs> Like that, I also love that she has her own tagline. <laughs> yeah, I know, that is a good tagline too, right? Right. <laughs> well, what do you got next? My next one is, I mean, we got to pick something that encapsulates the heist element. So okay. for me, this is Ocean's 8 slash Ocean's 11, or really the Ocean's films altogether, sure. but specifically Ocean's 8, just because that is a women-centric heist film. Sure. And it has a very fun vibe again where the stakes are not really high which sounds funny because when I feel like when you actually describe the plot of polite society like it sounds kind of serious in a way but it mm -hmm. but like the stakes don't feel high at all it just feels just feels effortless and fun and very much kind of evoking that stoner comedy you were talking about sure. earlier. And so very much I feel the same way that that there's a heist happening. Actually, there's multiple heists in polite society. I love that first they're trying to 
find dirt on the fiance. And then later there's the heist oh, yeah. of getting Lena out of the wedding. <laughs> but yes, I very much, I love, I love a good heist and I love those heist elements here as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You got it. You got to go to the oceans movies when talking about a heist in a movie. It's just like, it's almost like a written law of the podcast. So, right. Uh, yeah, that works for me. Uh, I will go with, um, so this one, I don't know. This, this one's kind of a, a little bit of a weird one. I was thinking Ooh. about like later era Kevin Smith movies. Um, like, <laughs> the bad ones but this is a good movie so uh <laughs> i was i was thinking of like yoga hosers and tusk and jay and silent bob reboot like the oh. recent kevin smith movies where it it gets this feeling of like kind of uh pure pop culture reference like where it's like there's no question like we are watching a movie where ma th these people are making a movie it's a movie. Hey, look at us. This is a movie. You know what I mean? And like, like, I feel like that's kind of the vibe of recent Kevin Smith movies. And I feel like that's the vibe here, except for in polite society, they remembered to include funny jokes and great action moments and some great character beats and, uh, you know, fun characters to watch. And that's the thing that's missing from a lot of these recent Kevin Smith movies. But I feel like the vibe though is kind of similar in that way. Hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an interesting one. But... Yeah. I mean, hey, if that's what it makes you think of, I think that's important, right? <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. So uh, I only have one more piece. Do you have any more pieces? I do. Right yeah. On. My next piece is, I mean, I, I was going to say, I feel like, again, I can't not say at least this facet, and it might be a spoiler, though. So... But eh, spoil away. Okay. The fact that this <laughs> film is dealing with fertility testing, secret fertility testing, and cloning, and those sci-fi elements, I couldn't not think of one of my favorite series, Orphan Black, which is all about clones, all about secret fertility testing, all about gender and science and the ethics around that. So mm. definitely came to mind while was watching this while the reveal of what's real what really is going on with the plot is happening okay interesting i i haven't watched that show um i think i did like know that it had something to do with cloning but like yeah i, I hadn't watched that before so uh, i hadn't thought of that but uh but yeah that's an interesting one and uh there it, it is weird like the cloning aspects like we were just talking about like uh, you know, like the safetyness, the silliness of it, almost like a stoner type thing. Mm -hmm. Like when, you, if you really like dig into the cloning aspect of what the mom wants to do, like then things get kind of dark, but it doesn't yeah. want to focus there. It, it just doesn't want to, no, it no. wants to have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, it's very, yeah. it's keeping it very, very light and fluffy. Yeah. Which that's what I'm saying. Like, it sounds so weird. Cause like when I actually was describing the plot to someone, I was like, oh, that makes it sound like a really like dark, right. you know, morbid movie, but no, it's not that. <laughs> just depends on how you look at it, I guess. Totally. But, uh, totally. My last puzzle piece is uh, I, I got to go with Book Smart for my for my last Ooh, one. Oh, great film! Uh, no, yeah, another one about this kind of age group of women who are uh, 
you know, there it's a totally different kind of movie. That's more of just a straightforward comedy where this being, you know, more of an action comedy, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the attitudes, the sense of humor, like the, the vibe of this particular generation's kind of humor and the way that they kind of interact with one another and, uh, Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver, they, they totally feel like people who would be friends with Rhea. Like they feel like they would just be right there with her and her friends in this movie. And they all seem like they come from, like they could be in the same class, basically. They seem like they come from that same kind of school, the same kind of era of girls and, uh, you know, have the same kind of fun. I love Booksmart. It's such a good film. <laughs> right on. That right is on. a good one. Yeah, definitely. Well, do you have uh, any more pieces you want to bring up? I do. Actually, I have, yeah, I have one more, and then I have kind of an umbrella, okay. which sounds weird because, yeah, so I read an interview that, that Nita Manzor did where she talked about the, the films that she grew up with, and so that's what, so there's a few that are kind of more okay. loose rather than, like, specific films, but anyway, I'll tell you my last official piece. Um, All right. My last official piece is a is a very new film. Um, it's Rye Lane, the British rom com. Oh yeah, which, I haven't gotten to see that yet. I've seen uh, a lot of people talking about it. It's so good. Yes, you definitely should see it. It's delightful. It's lovely, but it has a very similar vibe in the sense that it's very vibrant and colorful and fun. And the two characters who are falling for each other in kind of the walking and talking around the city style of film. Sure. There are these fantastical moments where when they're, when one is like recounting a memory or an incident that happened, then you will see it play out as if they're like watching a movie or watching a play unfold. So it's mm. kind of like breaking the, the boundaries of reality in a way that kind of reminded me sort of of what was happening here in the film in not okay. such a strict sense, but kind of a loose sense. And I don't know, I just, there's something about it that I just kept getting, kept getting the Rye Lane vibes. <laughs> right <laughs> because on. they're both British sounds... films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds a little like rom-com family guy, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that, but I won't be able this to. This is like that one time when. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to watching that. I've, yeah, like it's I said, so I heard good. great things about it. So, uh, so you you got to uh, watch an interview where she talked about some some of her favorites. Is that is that what you uh, got to see? Yeah. So uh, for the press notes of this film um, for screenings, there was an interview that she did, and she taught and she specifically talked about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Kill Bill. But she also talked about how she wanted to what she was inspired by was the relationship between herself and her own sister, and that she wanted to see a South Asian action hero hence why she wrote Rhea the way she did wanting to be a stunt woman mm -hmm. and she said she wanted to infuse the films that she grew up with which were the matrix bollywood films and jackie chan films which i thought was really interesting sure. yeah and, yeah and makes absolutely. sense <laughs> yeah absolutely that jackie chan films are so much fun and uh th that's the thing like they they don't they like never take themselves too seriously right. and neither does this movie you <laughs> no. know it's just it's it wants to just be a fun time and that like, that's that, you know? Um, but I, I could see, you know, the matrix kind of goes along with Scott Pilgrim with that, like heavily stylized, you know, yes. special effects action. And so, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a cool one to include there as well. So, uh, I like that. That's great. 
I will read down our list of puzzle pieces here, and then we'll get into some closing thoughts. We talked about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Kill Bill, Birds of Prey, Dev Does, Turning Red, Pride and Prejudice, Little Women, Get Out, Step for Wives, Wayne's World, and Bill and Ted, A League of Their Own, Kick-Ass, Ocean's 8, Kevin Smith Movies, Orphan Black, Book Smart, and Rye Lane. And then we threw in a couple extras uh, from the director herself. But uh, yeah, uh, really interesting stuff all around. Like a lot of, you know fun over the top action like stylized action a lot of like you know friend groups and like what that means to these people like in the midst of everything else going on in the movie like like we're, we've been talking about like the core friendship is really like the main main thrust of the film i think and so uh yeah i don't know is there any other uh closing thoughts anything that we didn't quite get to while we were talking puzzle pieces that you wanted to bring up no, I mean, the the only other thing I would say, which I mean, but I said it earlier, is I think in addition to the sisterly bond and the core friend group and all of that, I think there, I think it's very clear that this is a very feminist film, which I adore. It's kind of a mm -hmm. nice bonus on top of it, um, just because there's commentary, like there's little bits of commentary here and there, um, like when the mom makes a comment on somebody being... Uh, not thin enough like she has chubby ankles mm. they call her out on that and like they talk about in the friend group they get all excited about taking down the patriarchy when they're yeah. talking about this wedding and like it's just but it's such a fun light touch to it so it just I, there's just such a delightful energy to it and I just I think it's such a joy such a joy to watch and it was a joy to rewatch, and I can't wait to see it again and I hope more people Absolutely. see it for that reason because it's so fun Yes, please go see this movie if you haven't yet. And uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Just a really light, fun movie with uh, a really fun group of friends at the center of it. So uh, yeah, everybody go see this movie. And uh, Megan, is there another movie you watched recently that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Yes. So it's not out yet, or actually it may be, it's coming out very soon. It's coming out in like a couple of weeks. Uh, Celine Song's Past Lives. It is a beautiful, stunning film. It's one of the best films I've seen this year. It's it's so lovely. It's a lovely romance. I was at the theater a few weeks ago, and the trailer started, and someone in the theater went, "Oh yes!" And I, was, I was like, "That dude is psyched for this He's movie. Pumped. Yeah, I can't wait to see it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's incredible, and I. It's funny that I saw the trailer before Polite Society when I went to rewatch it, and I started crying watching the trailer just because I was reminded of all the amazing things in the film. <laughs> Nice. nice. Yeah, That's it's, awesome. it's a good one. It's it's so good. It's lovely. I can't wait to see it. Can't wait. Well, uh, Megan, thank you so much for doing the show. Tell people again where they can find you and your podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. This was so much fun. You can find me at Spoiler Piece Theater um, there every Friday. Uh, you can find us every podcast platform. You can also find us at our website, spoilerpiece.com. You can also find my writing at Edge Media Network. And you can follow me on social media on Twitter at OpinionSWorld or on Instagram and Letterboxd at the opinion is awesome well thank you again for doing the show and hopefully we'll get you back again sometime i would love that thanks so much hi i'm max and my name's pablo and we're galaxy galaxy a film Doo -doo 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 -doo. my name's actually danilo but sometimes people call me pablo after 11 30 baby
And speaking of 11.30 and time, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new episode of Galaxy of Film drops every fucking Thursday. So I don't know what you're doing on Thursday. You're going to get ready for the new music drop. But listen to Galaxy of Film first. 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, every fucking Thursday. We have a blast. We talk about new movies. We pair it with an old one. We're just, we're Galaxy of Film, baby, and we're dialed in. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Polite Society. Thanks to Megan Kearns for joining me on that one. And thank you to all you for listening. If you're enjoying piecing it together, make sure you are subscribed. Like I said at the top of the show, we're on all the major podcast apps. So give us a subscribe or a follow or whatever that button says in that particular app that you're using. And if that app happens to have a five-star button and you can leave us a little review, I'd really appreciate that too. It helps make sure that more people check out the show. So drop those five-star ratings, even a four-star. Don't go lower than that though, but preferably five. Uh, You can also follow me on social media at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And don't forget about the Patreon I told you about at the top of the episode produced by David Rosen. Patreon.com slash by David Rosen. Now let's close this out with a piece of music like I always do. And you know what? Why not? I'm going to play a song that I literally just started last week. Um, I don't have a title for it yet. Uh, I'm really happy with it. It's pretty much like 90, 90, nine percent done i might just tweak a little bit here and there uh but it'll either end up on my next album or as part of the plans that i have for 2024 that i haven't announced yet uh but yeah this is a brand new track that i just started and i hope you enjoy it and we'll be back with more piecing it together real soon
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.